We have a lot of respect for people who practice different religions, and our purpose with this podcast is to simply identify and deconstruct problematic evangelical ideologies. Oh, hi there. I'm Candice. I was just working on situating my lived experience into a salient critique of ideology. Let's see if this thing works. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It seems like it needs a little more work. But that's the exciting part, because you never know what you'll discover along the way. But don't take my word for it. Why don't you come along for today's adventure in ideology? Welcome to Adventures in Ideology. This is a show where we listen to and discuss the radio drama Adventures in Odyssey, created in 1986 by Focus on the Family and still running today. Adventures in Odyssey was created with the express purpose of indoctrinating children. We try to identify the invisible assumptions that are present in evangelical theology and the way they are presented and normalized to kids through Adventures in Odyssey. We listened to and loved this show growing up, and now we are listening with a more discerning ear to identify and deconstruct the problematic ideas we were exposed to as children, and look at how those beliefs have played out in our lives. We're excited you're here. I'm Karis. I'm Candice, and today we have a very special guest, Evan from Kino Lefter. Welcome, Evan. Hi, folks. Uh, fellow podcaster and super fan here. Uh, <laughs> one of my podcasting dreams has been to make it onto Adventures in Ideology, so <laughs> I finally made it. You've arrived. Well, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful podcast friendship. I, I hope so. I'll have to uh, make you watch some horrible Christian films that uh, I have suffered alone on the podcast for and uh there's uh there's certainly a lot of them yes we would gladly do that actually we have um Absolutely. christian movie night sometimes where we just watch them for f- fun <laughs> <laughs> fun for something for catharsis i would say yeah. it's just a yeah. whole a whole group of us um deconstructed ex-evangelicals screaming at the tv usually it's really cathartic yeah tell us about the episode we're talking about today karis ah so today we are excited to do another adventures in odyssey video episode uh so it's called go west young man i believe it's number eight of the video series Um, And here is our quick description. Wit has just completed the most amazing transport machine ever, the new Imagination Station. Dylan and Eugene jump in and take off on the maiden voyage to the Old West and drop in on a frantic feud to save the town of Tuttleville from the dreadful Dalton gang. After promising that he and Eugene are committed to cleaning up the streets, Dylan discovers it's a bigger job than he ever imagined. And when faced with a showdown, Dylan must decide whether to keep his word or run for his life. Wrestle up the whole family for this galloping adventure of courage and integrity. Wow, that's quite the description. I wonder if that was what was on the back of the video case. Probably. So originally this this movie was aired May 23rd, 1995. So did they air it or just like release like straight yeah, to Yeah, released, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it reminded me of Pepper Ann for some reason. Like, I think just similar cartoon style. Like that 90s animation? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
What's Pepper Ann? Sorry, I'm not familiar with that. I didn't get the reference. It was only the best Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> I think it okay. was. I think it's on Disney Plus now. It was a Disney one, yeah. and it was about a middle school girl. So it was just like who's like really gangly and awkward, and um, her and her two friends, and they just like get through middle school together. And yeah, she's in grade she seven. Like, yeah. And the grade eighters are super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And she has oh. like a zit on picture day. and Yeah. Yeah. Classic. There's like one episode where she's like trying to figure out, find out the meaning of life. And every time she talks to someone, something really loud happens and she can't hear them. And it's like Never all that. find out. Yeah. That sounds it great. Was my- I need to circle back and watch that. I think it came out when That's I was in one. grade seven and I just felt so much affinity for her. Yeah. Yeah, she was my hero. I just always thought she was cool. But for real? Yeah, sure. You know. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the the cute eighth grade boy thought she was cool too. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It worked out yeah. for her. That's really uh, what's most important is the validation of men. And I am I here <laughs> to, for the exact same reason. We have to have a man on so that yeah. it gives our podcast credibility. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, the fun is over. The serious analysis <laughs> has begun. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. bringing your penis to this space to give yeah. us credibility. Thank you. I'm we- happy to bring it. I didn't leave it at home. <laughs> We've talked before, I think on the Patreon episodes, about how the penis is actually like the antenna for God to receive right. like words from God. That's how that's the only way we can really like conceive of like how men can hear from God, but women can't. So I learned yeah. that during my confirmation. Uh right at the end they took aside the boys and they were like, Hey, just for a second, this is what it's all about. And I was like, What? Are you serious? <laughs> So that's a little little open secret in the a little <laughs> now we know <laughs> yeah, and that's why sex is so sacred, right? Exactly, it's, like it's tu- sharing tuning a ham radio. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tuning God's ham radio. That's right. <laughs> yeah, should we jump? What in? were you gonna say? Yeah, let's talk about it. I liked the new imagination station. Did you? The upgrade. They- the upgrade. So the the last episode we talked about the imagination station got stolen and it was like oh, the shit. old the old version of it which basically was like a TARDIS phone booth. Yeah. Phone booth. Yeah. This one is more like a spaceship. So I have to ask um I didn't quite understand during the episode how the imagination station works because like the name implies i'm sorry i just need to get an answer to this at the beginning imagination station implies that it's maybe sort of like a holodeck situation from star trek like we've created this fantasy situation that the children can enjoy but then it's like they travel back to the old west and it's like well we have to stay here we we kept a promise but it's like are these people real do they actually travel back in time and like i mean there's a lot of stuff to get into the the academic basis for this trip doesn't really hold any water, I think. Um, but then at the end, we can get to it. I still had more questions about the nature of the imagination station. It's like, are we traveling through time or, you know, imagination? Um, 
I, one of the things I literally have written in my notes is how does the imagination station work? Because <laughs> okay. it's like, okay, I'm no, not it's it's never made yeah. clear. Like in no. the in the audio dramas, there, it's because it's, you're not seeing it. It kind of doesn't matter as much you know and they don't usually have this like you have to push the button to get out of here it's just like if you need to get out you can get out it's mm. not you're not trapped in it um like so that vehicle. was like a new yeah. yeah and also but they go from being inside it to outside of it and they're still in the imagination world which was yeah, a problem yeah. we had with the last episode too like aren't you supposed yeah. to be in the imagination station and that's why he needed the like control, like the little switch, because then they needed to get back to the imagination station. It doesn't make it doesn't make sense. The science does not add up. It's more like a time machine than an imagination station in this episode, for sure. But I, I had the same thought of like, <laughs> why don't they just leave then if he's fixed it? These people don't exist. <laughs> Yeah, if I could be like, okay, these people? and simulation, yeah. and imagination. Okay, we learned some important lessons, but they're like, no, we have obligations to these people. They have experiences just as complex as you or I, and it's like, I don't buy that. And then, yeah. like, since What's-His-Face is an academic, the nerd throughout the episode, um, he's like, he doesn't seem to mind that he's interfering in all these people's lives. He's like, oh, what if we had real jobs here? And it's like, what? Like... How, they're gonna yeah. learn stuff they're not supposed to learn he's like oh my remote control and it's like how is this gonna in fact like impact the future but it doesn't like because yeah, like, it is like only in their imagination so yeah. i have i have a lot of thoughts on this too uh and, there, and there's like a really oh, troubling yeah. aspect at the end if it's like okay whose imagination is this drawing on that yes. really made me think but <laughs> oh, interesting I'm um, so excited for this. Let's talk a little bit about what happens, and then we can talk about some of these. Yeah, I sorry. I have a question for you, Evan, before we start. Sure. What is your relationship with Adventures in Odyssey? Did you grow up listening to it, or is this a new thing for you? Okay, that is an excellent question. I did not think that I had. A relationship with adventures and odyssey um i didn't go to an evangelical church growing up uh right. i went to a i don't want to say regular roman catholic church but it, there was never an implication that you know i had to take this outside and go yell at my friends or something um but i was talking to one of my friends yesterday who was similarly raised roman catholic and i brought up adventures and odyssey and he was like oh yeah that show so i went to sunday school and everything there is a high probability i was exposed to this but i've completely forgotten it so it's like some sort of specter Amazing. haunting my memory like <laughs> if i hear parts of it i'm like do i do i remember this so i think at one point in my life yes i was exposed to this but it wasn't important it's very it never made any impact at all yeah you or were also to say maybe you were also i'm probably... living by its code i don't know <laughs> um you were also probably exposed to like good secular media so you know that's true i was yeah. busy yeah. watching uh batman uh instead of watching the uh animated bible shorts man? of adventures and odyssey or bible oh, yeah. man yeah. they should cross over i think pattinson would like destroy bible man in a one-on-one -on -one <laughs> fight and i'm looking forward to seeing it um yeah i would watch that 100 percent. 
Yeah. I don't know what powers Bible man has. I can't just make that assumption. What if he has like he has the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth. Oh, amazing. The shoes the, of uh, peace, the sword of the spirit. <laughs> okay. What is that? What is that? The armor of God or whatever. Yes, he has the full armor of God. The full. Whoa. Um, did you see that? Do you do you follow Sam Shed on Instagram? He does all sorts of like <sighs> we love Christian. him. He's he's gay and was raised evangelical and now he makes videos about that and so mm. he just made one recently about like do you remember you used to be really into bible man yeah why did they make him so hot and then like basically <laughs> attributing his uh attraction to men to bible man which was pretty good <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they should they should remake bible man but make him like even hotter or like maybe a twink bible man to just like really <laughs> fuck with people and then afterwards it's like why was bible man played by timothy chalamet and why was he like dressed in really skimpy clothes i don't understand this <laughs> you know it's you joke but it is the kind of thing that they would do uh by accident like it, everything is so repressed yeah. that that mm -hmm. kind of stuff happens all the time and they just don't even realize what they're doing yeah um so let's talk about Amazing. this episode yes let's get into it we open on wit's end the door opens wit's back is to us and in comes dylan dressed as a marshal and points his toy gun at Wit. Um, and Wit kind of just goes with it. Which, like, to open there, to be, like, so open about, like, playing with guns kind of kind of disturbed me. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. this is great. Okay, this is bo boys being boys, right? Playing with guns. Um, he's all dressed up as a marshal because Wit has said that he's going to take him on a journey, a new Western journey in the Imagination Station. But Wit can't take him right then because he promised to attend Miss Harcourt's piano recital. So he says, a promise is a promise. I gave my word. I wouldn't be honoring God much if I broke my word. But I just thought, what about his promise to Dylan? Like, didn't he? Like, clearly they yeah. made an arrangement about this. Otherwise, he wouldn't have shown up dressed to go into the adventure already. Well, you so, can have double standards for people and not tell the other person, and it's perfectly fine. What if you make two promises at once and you have to keep one and can't keep the other? We're not getting into that level of complexity on this episode. But <laughs> I have I have to say one thing. I thought the opening was really striking because, like, you know, you see, like, boots coming down and, like, someone has a gun. And I was like, oh, my God, are we going to start this, like, when Drake got shot on Degrassi or something, but for <laughs> Adventures and Odyssey? Um and then Wit puts his finger in the gun, and I thought that was like a, an allusion to Looney Tunes because I love Looney Tunes, and I feel like that was a very Bugs Bunny moment uh, of Wit. I have to say, um, listening to this show and imagining what Adventures in Odyssey is like, I like picture that neighborhood and Wit's End and everything. This was not my version of Wit's End. He's like in like a palatial house and there's like a waterfall or whatever it, this looks like a final yeah. fantasy location so uh, yeah. this does it, i read wits end more as like 50s diner type thing but this is like i have a fortress where i can conduct experiments mm -hmm. and lure the neighborhood children to the imagination <laughs> station so this was That's interesting terrifying. to me i think that i 
the construction of Wits End has changed so much over the years. Because even when they first talk about it, it was an old rec center that they rescue. Oh, right. And then later we find out it's also kind of like an old Victorian house. And it has like mm. underground tunnels where they used to like, um, like, like literally for the Underground Railroad. And yeah. kind of all, it, they just keep, it just kind of kept growing and morphing. And then, mm. yeah. So then what we have here is somebody's version of it. But yeah, it's not. When you listen to the show, it's not the first image that you would think of. Hashtag not my wit's end. (laughs) What did you think of the characterization of Mr. Whitaker? Um, He's interesting. He's a lot older than I imagined. Like I imagined like a middle-aged guy. Um, Someone with like, it's like a touch of gray commercial, right? You want someone with uh, experience, but also some energy, right? So that mix of gray and black in your hair. But he is like a grandpa, right? Like he, yes. he's got yeah. one foot in the grave and he's just like, I have to go to the piano recital. So <laughs> it's a bit different than than what I imagined, but it's, you know, it's fine, I guess. He's been that, he's been that age for... Uh... When did it start? 87. So yeah. like 35, 35 years. years. <laughs> he's, he's Probably been, a wow. vampire. Yes. Yeah. Actually. He gets his youth from children. Exactly. He's absorbing their he, life force. That tracks. That's why he, yeah. That actually does make that's, sense. Is that why there were no other children in Wit's End when Dylan showed up? Like this was my question. Where are the other kids? Shouldn't it be like booming with children? if it's such a great place to hang out, but you never see more than one or two kids at a time. And I get that that's probably just animation laziness, but yeah. But yeah. Do kids even like this place? Yeah. (laughs) They have to go through the mountain trail apparently to reach wit's end. Like it's not in a neighborhood or anything. It's like deep in a forest. Or at least that's like the implication of the the backgrounds and everything. So it's like, well, we have to make the three day journey to Wit's End to get <laughs> ice cream or whatever. So it's yeah, I not even like background voices or background chatter of like, oh, right? the kids are over there doing their thing and learning about what are godly activities. Bible, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's at the Bible study. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, I kind of took that as like where he's like a promise is a promise. But he blew off Dylan as, like, kids don't matter as much as adults. Totally. Right. Which is exactly the opposite of the whole purpose of Wit's End, is it not? Yeah. I mean, the whole stated purpose of Wit's End. Yes. Yes. So he tells him that Eugene's in the back and Eugene can help him with it instead. Um, But instead of just running the imagination station, Eugene decides to go with him. (laughs) Because he's researching a paper on mineral excavation and he wants to see a working mine. (laughs) He should have come to Alberta or like an Ontario nickel mine or something. But he's like, you know what? We need to go to the Old West. So I don't know. It might be more fun to do it that way. But he's writing a paper on this. How is he going to explain this to his supervisor at like college or something? It's like, oh, you got you have a lot of interviews here. Where'd you go? You ever hear of the imagination station? It's like, well, are your subjects real? Or 
are they figments of someone's imagination? Very. How can he? How I is mean, this useful for his pro for his program? Also, know. in order for the the program to be helpful for him, the level of research that would have to go into the accuracy of the program would be so great. Like he could just talk to Mr. Whitaker, who wrote the program. Exactly. Yes, yeah. that was my thought too. But Mr. Whitaker is really busy with all of his piano recitals. Apparently, with the piano recitals. So this is where we find out that he has, there's a remote control that you take with you when you go into the imagination station so that you can push the button and leave it, the imaginations, the, the adventure, if it gets to be too much. Right. Um, nothing could possibly go wrong with that. It's a great no. idea. <clears throat> so then they, they get into the imagination station, they push their magic buttons and then everything goes dark. And they open the door and they're coming out, tumbling out of a stagecoach into the <laughs> wild west. And this is where I'm like, how does the imagination station work? Because <laughs> they're like, yeah. you have to leave it to stay, to be in it. Um, yeah. And yeah, we, they go we back never get, time? we never get a shot of like their bodies at wit's end, of, like in <laughs> yes. the machine and the like with a VR thing. Yeah. No, they, they have, gone to a new place uh maybe another dimension maybe back in time like because they are in a vehicle this isn't really a station it's a station wagon like they can travel around and even in the world that they go to it, it moves around like mm -hmm. it, yeah. it, can, it can move yeah. so and they can be hurt they could die when yeah. they're going on an imagination station trip so <laughs> Of course, this lots is of what questions. I wasn't sure. Yes, yes. Yeah. So they arrive. They arrive in this town called Tuttleville, just in time to unwittingly thwart a bank robbery. This is uh, this is a direct from the wiki to unwittingly thwart a bank robbery by Amos Dalton and save the mayor's portly red-haired daughter, <laughs> Miss Lily. <laughs> yeah, that's that oh. who is. Who is the only female character with lines in, the, in this? Yep, in this episode. So she's an important character. So as they 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 get into town, they're walking down the street. They walk by the bank and they see Miss Lily waving from inside because the bank is being held up and trying to get their attention to save her. And Dylan thinks she's just waving to be friendly. So he's like, "Wow, people are so nice here." Um. Which is like, just, I, I think this is where we see a hint of historical revisionism, right? This idea, yeah, <laughs> like, oh, the wild, they called it the Wild West. But, you know, it's just like small town people, they're, everyone's so friendly, wholesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's so, yeah. it's such a sweet it, place. It, they really should have called it the Mild West. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> I think the secret programming of this episode was to uphold the colonial construct that is the United States of America. And yes. part of that is to like romanticize it, right? So it's like, oh, my wife or my daughter, she needs to find a man. And oh, look mm -hmm. at this. Look at that. And like, it, it was, it was so dumb. And like, I'm, so, I'm sorry, my my first reaction after this episode ended was like, I hated that. Like, that was so stupid. Like, <laughs> yes. even on the level of, like, children's animation, there's, yes. like, so many more shows with, like, interesting characters um, 
or more interesting themes because this is so one note it's like only about keeping your promise and there's no other dimension to it other yeah. than like what the role of women in society body shaming mm-hmm. um maybe policing i don't know i i think you're right it was that and it was like even the fact that they named it go west young man which mm-hmm. is just like a direct reference to manifest destiny this idea it was like god's will that we spread across america there's not a single indigenous person in this which thank god because they would not have been depicted well no it would have um, been quite offensive yeah but it's yeah. like somehow during this like colonial expansion across the country everything was just everyone was just so sweet and setting up little towns with their gold mines <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean we'll get to that but yes I, it was very just kind of this smoothing over of American history. And we see this a lot in evangelical evangelicalism. They really like their revisionist history. They have a few guys that are really strong about it and just like uh, make stuff up, just like basically make shit up and people believe them and like give them money. So, cause it makes them feel good. That was one of my first thoughts watching this was like, wait, are these the people who don't think the dinosaurs are real? Because I was like, wait, is this like almost as far back as they think the past extends? It's like, ah, there's America and maybe some Greeks. But other than that, that's history, right? Like, yes, I, yeah, I I wasn't, uh, I wasn't sure because it's like, if they have a time travel machine, there's so many exciting opportunities for it. So it's like, okay, you're going to the wild west and they, they barely do anything with the premise. It's like, there's a Mm -hmm. bank robbery one guy's robbing the bank like okay um there's so many tropes of the wild west that they could use but it ends up just being so dull and yes Mm -hmm. yeah um there is a saloon fight sort of (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's at least a saloon um no um no uh working ladies though at the saloon uh not no, uh, one of right? the biggest reasons that those were frequented just some guys hanging out that tracks yeah so dylan talks about how it's like such a nice place and eugene says something about like we should exercise caution in this environment um and dylan is mad cuz he made him leave his cap gun at which it would, probably would have been useful, to be yeah. honest. Um, yeah. Because he made him leave, leave his cap gun because he's a firm believer that skill and cunning will win the day over brute force and firearms. And I thought that was like uh, kind of the episode thesis. <laughs> mm-hmm. Along with the idea, you should keep your promises, but this is, you know, kind of the premise of how they beat the bad guys with skill and cunning and dumb luck over and over. Yeah. So he goes on to demonstrate how a rope is just as good as a gun if you're like really good with it. And he accidentally hooks a bull and gets dragged through the town and then kind of flung at the bank robber as he's leaving the bank and kind of bowls him over and his gun goes flying and like shoots a sign and it falls down and knocks him out. And so he's hailed as this hero of the town by the mayor 
and knocks out the bank robber. The sign knocks out the bank robber. Yeah, the the sign falls yeah. and knocks out the bank robber. And the Miss Miss Lily, the mayor, we find out is the mayor's daughter. Uh, and she's like instantly all over Eugene. As like, <laughs> oh wow, he's, My uh, hero. he's yes. And the grateful mayor makes Eugene the sheriff and Dylan his deputy. Um, but the line he uses when Dylan when Dylan like asks to be the deputy, he's like, "I don't care if he deputizes his dog." Basically, <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's a kind this of an is- insult. Yeah, yeah. It's this was the most some of the most challenging media I've seen recently, where. It's like, okay, kid, sure, you can be a law enforcement officer. Uh, I'm in a position that I, I'm an adult, and I'm going to let this child be killed by the bandits that are going to attack my town. And, like, the show has, like, a grown man pointing a gun at, like, children. Yes. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, like, we're we're really in it. But, like, the idea of, like, these children having to stay in this situation because they made a promise to police this town like keeping your promise is more important than your life like yeah, yeah. imagine if like this kid like okay this child dies in the imagination station eugene comes back wit says hey where's what's his face and it's just like oh um there was a man who killed him in the imagination station because you taught him to keep his promise and uh he became uh, like a deputy and like he's been butchered, you know, his body's in a coffin in the middle of town. Like, yeah, keep. Sometimes there are more important things than keeping your promise. I there should be a sequel to a this lot episode. of times. Yeah, 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 yeah. That you've hit on a common theme with a lot of Adventures in Odyssey <laughs> episodes is yeah they take the moral to the extreme, and also there's often child endangerment, like very irresponsibly. And it's, like, it's we not listened even to like one. A... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. We listened to it. There was like a Christmas episode about a girl who was like not thankful enough about what she got for Christmas. So Wit takes her to the ghetto and then leaves her alone <laughs> with the stranger and her and this like stranger's child. He he's like takes her out on an adventure in the neighborhood where they like scuffle with a gang and end up in a crazy cat lady's house and it, and it's like this is okay this is yeah this is christian fine. media that is wholesome for children yes like you need to have some like mild child endangerment in like a you know an animated program but like if it's x-men or something it makes sense right because it's like professor xavier's kind of doing child endangerment but they have mutant powers right so they yeah. could like hit someone with a heat beam in this situation, these kids don't have anything. They've got Jack. It's like, oh, we have a rope. What are you going to do to stop? Uh, like, okay. And it's like, we need to use our wits. Their luck helps them out with the bank robbery. I can't even communicate to you how they solve the problem at the end because it was so bonkers. <laughs> was but <dumb>. like, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, they didn't like outsmart anyone. Um, They didn't brute force it. they did kind of brute force something so it's just like well they should have brought a gun which should have been like hey here's a heater in case you get into trouble this is a glock 19 
Like, you'll be able to kill some people in the Old West if you get into trouble. Like, no. And it's like, okay, they're, like, obviously the, the mayor of this town is out to lunch. Um, two, wit, you can't do this to these kids. And it's like in Magic School Bus, right? When the kids go on these things, it's like, I trust them, right? If they're yeah. in, like, a human body and they're tiny, it's fine because they have the Magic School Bus and it's going to protect them the remote breaks for the imagination station. What even is the imagination station? Can you experience <laughs> brain death there? I don't know. Is, yeah. If it's no, all in your imagination, if... how can the remote even break? <laughs> uh, one of my questions is, if you die in the imagination station, do you die in real life? Like, we don't, we have no idea. It's like, I was thinking about Inception for a little bit, right? Because they don't have a handler who's like waiting for them outside of the imagination station because the imagination station vanishes from wit's end it is no longer there they're in a different plane of reality i thought that was supposed to be eugene's job and then when he goes like i think there's supposed to be someone outside of the machine yeah yeah like monitoring heart rate and like brain activity and like (laughs) it's a very complex process matrix I want like a I want like an aliens esque sequel to this where you see a board of like fifty heartbeats of the kids who are in the imagination station. They do do do. A bunch of them start flatlining. It's <laughs> yes, like, oh no, oh, we encountered something oh. we shouldn't in the imagination station. I just picture that it's like the Matrix. You like you know, yeah. you die in the Matrix. You die. Everywhere. Yeah, your your brain right? is literally plugged in. Yeah, just yeah. That's what I thought. Maybe the Wachowski sisters were inspired by Adventures in Odyssey <laughs> um, for their wow. smash hit sci-fi film. But then it's like I was looking, I was trying to get a good look of the Imagination Station, but it's like it is it's a traveling machine. They don't have like a headset on or anything. So I don't know. I think, yeah, if they die in the Imagination Station, the Imagination Station is coming back and there's just going to be two dead bodies in there that Wit has to out. go bury. Yeah. And pretend that, they that seem- he knew nothing. They definitely imply that. Mm-hmm. Like it's that yeah. it's dangerous. So uh, Eugene is now the sheriff. He's kind of stressed about it. He feels like they're in over their heads. Dylan is totally unconcerned, right? He's a child in a game. Thinks he's mm-hmm. in a game, a safe totally. game that a trusted adult has created for him. Um, He's like, what, what can go wrong? We're in the imagination station. So they decide to go out and ride through the town. And this is where we get that kind of classic uh, vaudevillian humor that Adventures in Odyssey love so much. They go out to their horses and instead of just climbing up onto their horses, they like take a running jump from behind to like jump into the saddles of their horses. But they just jump too far. They jump straight over their horses and land in a cloud of dust with Dylan riding on the back of Eugene. Cue lots of laughs because it's very not it's good. not that it's not very funny no no but, yeah that's um, but, okay so this is like the comic relief this moment and then also Lily's obsession with Eugene and his discomfort are kind of is kind of the big joke of the episode um yes as the only female character she is treated very much as a joke yep. They they go to a ceremony where they're given the keys 
the key to the town, and Dylan promises that he and Eugene will rid the streets of Tuttleville of criminals, um, and that the women and children should feel safe on the streets. No matter what happens, you can count on us. I promise. <laughs> There's those two <laughs> words that seal his doom. That was so interesting to me. That was like very like 80s tough on crime uh, vibes to me where it's like, you're going to be the sheriff of the town. And he's like, we're going to rid this town of the scum who are polluting it. We're going to protect our women as they're and walking children. down the street from, from all the bandits. And it's like a guy robbed a bank. It's the bank's money. Who cares? Right. But he's like, <laughs> No, we're going to start, people are going to be strung up after we're done in this town. And if I were Eugene, I'd be looking over at him being like, what's this kid learning about at wit's end? Like, Wit is just like, the police are there to execute all the criminals who are going around in town. And it's like, criminality is such an evil thing, right? That this child is devoted to, you know, a fatwa has been put out on the criminals of Tuttleville. Mm -hmm. And he's ready to carry it out. I mean, he's already internalized this good guys with guns concept. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, did anyone else just think of um, what is that show the with Leslie Nope? Where her Parks husband and Rec. Parks and Rec, because he was like the youngest. So he got the keys to the city, and he was the the, the child. <laughs> maybe yes, <laughs> just like destroyed the town. Don't yeah. give children keys to your town just don't do it no. um so then right after this happens the mayor tells them that there's a gold shipment that's supposed to go out the next day and uh the the criminal that they locked up what was his name i don't remember so there's another his brother angus has made public that he is planning to rob the shipment of gold and they're so glad that they got a mayor just in time or that they got a sheriff just in time to stop him. So they find out that he's in town and they go to confront him at the saloon. Um, and he is way tougher than them. <laughs> just like kicks their butts, literally way throws tougher. them through the windows and then shoots up the imagination station remote control. Um. And he says, when you play with the Rattler, you are bound to get bit. Which I thought was, yeah, it was a pretty good Western line. And then he aims his guns at them, but it's out of bullets. So he doesn't Phew. kill them. But then I wondered, is this, this could be just the programming of the Imagination Station. Like, oh yeah. You know, this is, at the end of this, I want to talk about how much this reminded me of Westworld. <laughs> Yes. So this like and this is a thing in Westworld too like um bullets like the guns don't work on people they only work on robots so you can like shoot robots but you can't shoot other people. Right. So the programming here seems like it's maybe similar. I want sort of the depth of Westworld but for the imagination station. Like <laughs> do these people well, think that they're hosts or children? Like, there's a lot you could do. I had a lot of questions about, like, the AI of this program, you know? Um, and, and sorry, just to be clear, Mr. Whitaker, kindly old man who runs an ice cream parlor, has also created this incredible invention that's also just one of his other talents. 
Yes, he's an amazing okay. inventor. That's like yes. a big, yeah, that's a big part of the show. He invents lots of things. Hmm. Good for him. Yes. He should patent he, them. He should be making money from it. Yeah, he really should. Um, he probably does. It's just not advertised on the show. You know, this is his, this is how he tests <laughs> like, them. He tests them out on, <laughs> he tests them like, on kids and then sells yeah. them without their consent. The without their parents' consent. Of yeah. Wits end. He also um, gets to be basically God. So yes. he's always right. right about everything all the time. And he's a huge asshole about it. I'm just thinking he must be selling them because how else is he keeping his whole business open? Well, government, like, government largesse, probably. He probably got grants or something mm, like that's that. Tax breaks. He has a charity, right? Oh, and he used right. that. That charity is what bought Wits End. Oh, right. So then is he, he paid? It it's like, is it like a nonprofit then? Is Wits End a nonprofit? Have we had yes. this conversation before? I think I think we in the episode yeah. where he bought Wits End, I think we talked right. about it. We had that conversation, yeah. Because he made a whole bunch of money selling or creating encyclopedias uh, right selling you know, them? it was in the 80s so yeah. <laughs> right. it tracks door-to-door -door book um, salesman or right i think maybe he wrote an encyclopedia yeah hmm. it doesn't matter let's move let's move forward yeah. angus <laughs> angus goes more, and breaks more his, important things angus goes and breaks his brother out of jail Amos um, is the brother Amos and Angus. Yeah. The mayor, Dylan tries to quit. He's like, we are in over our heads. And the mayor's upset because they promised. And it goes against the code of the West, to which Dylan's like, don't shoot until you see the whites of their eyes. And the mayor's like, a man is only as good as his word and accuses them of having no integrity and is disgusted with Eugene for trying to romance his daughter. <laughs> This is this was so frustrating to me because then for the rest of the thing, the mayor is just like this coward who has also no integrity himself. But like that's fine. I yeah, think somehow. it's sort of the the dual function of like conservative media needs to respect authority figures. Um, so like he gets to like present some of the wisdom of the episode to these kids while also being a weird coward. So maybe they're trying to go like, he's like kind of like a typical liberal, don't you think? He's too t he's too soft on crime. Um, so he, ca he can't take care of the scum himself. That's what I was sort of thinking. Because he's like, oh, I'm I'm an effete politician. I have to go take care of town business instead of being here while the, mm -hmm. the tough guardians of my town go out and protect our women and children, right? So I was, it's, very, it's very baked in that mentality. Hmm. Also, never mind, he just randomly made this person mayor without giving him any information about anything. Yeah. I kind of. Yeah. And That's then like when he wants to go back, because when he wants to go back on it, because, oh, wait, like this town is super fucked up. I don't really want this job. He's like, no, you yeah. have no take backsies. <laughs> Yeah, that's like that's like saying even if someone tricks you into doing something, you still have to do it, right? Like yep. tricks you into doing something evil, you still have to do it or whatever. 
because you, you promised, promised when you didn't have all the information you you said that magic word yeah you promised new information came to light this is also with that like you're not allowed to change your mind or you're like a flip-flopper yep. you know yeah even if you like get new information that's still not yeah. okay because that's more moral weakness <laughs> like considering new information um, was anyone else really disturbed that Dylan was the one that said, don't shoot until you see the whites of their eyes? Like, kind of. How violent is this kid? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have they done like, I'm trying to think, is that like a civil war or revolutionary war expression? Like, has Wit taken them to like a Barry Lyndon-esque like battlefield mm-hmm. where people are just firing muskets at each other? Because that's where the expression comes from, right? Like, that's the distance that you want to fire a musket from. So, oh, is I that where know. it comes? I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that kind of thing is very baked into American uh, school, public school, true. and Christian school. Eugene denies romancing Miss Lily, which I thought was <laughs> like, Eugene, you wish you could get a Miss Lily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Take it for you. Yeah. Yeah, that um, that part of the episode, the the Miss Lily character arc was deeply upsetting. Um, as as the token male feminist of the episode, I was upset about the characterization <laughs> of women on this episode. But yeah, it's like you know she's not desirable uh, because of her body type, um, mm-hmm. and any and woman because that... she's so eager too, because exactly. she's like yes. eager to love someone. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a bad thing. But she must also be protected because we do really care about her for some reason. And then, like, uh, this is a thing at the end of the episode. But, like, they don't really have anything for her. It's like, oh, come back. And uh, Eugene's just like, and it gets back at the imagination station. So it's just like, well, what point are they trying to make about her? I don't know. Yeah, Eugene had very mixed had a very mixed response to her because even initially he was like kind of flattered and then he's like oh no and then yeah you're right at the end he's like uh you're kind of blushing that just that just made me wonder like okay so if wit can do like kissing and whatever in the imagination station what does he do when when it's just him (laughs) no you weren't you weren't supposed to come in the imagination station is booked i'm sorry to to make it awful but no you absolutely should go there there isn't a mrs whitaker i don't think so no she's dead she had to die so that he could fulfill his destiny as all women in almost every episode where there's a woman do thank god i'm not in a relationship with a woman so i don't have to sadly watch her die in a horrible accident while she goes like don't worry about it so yeah this is for you god has a plan for you start a nonprofit (laughs) to teach children about jesus (laughs) yeah well um it was actually she was the one who was trying to save the building and he didn't care about it at all and then she died like very quickly from a very rare disease and then in his grief he to honor her he saved the building which would not have been saved otherwise because women are ineffectual or something um so so they eugene reminds dylan that he made a promise to keep this town safe come hell or high water and he says 
without the gold safe passage, these people could lose their homes and this place could become just another ghost town, which didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Like, they... (laughs) What? How? How? If they lose the gold... I, I, like... Yeah. I think think this, this felt like logic for, like, now, oh, people will lose their jobs. But literally, these people came there... And made them, made the jobs. Like they, yeah, Yeah. they're not worse off than they were when they arrived. Is it just like, is the gold going to buy supplies or what? Great question. I don't know who's buying the gold. Um, (laughs) Obviously, you know, they have to make money from the mine for these people to be employed. But like one, Eugene, I don't think he's studying the materials that are being extracted. Um, and yeah, it's not clear like what sort of like the the stakes are when it's like we can't let the gold be robbed, and it's like, well, doesn't this stuff hasn't this stuff already been happening because they don't have a sheriff and they have to regularly transport this gold out? So yeah, they it's been fine for a while, but now we have to care about it because we have a sheriff and we can kill Amos and Angus, these crime loving brothers. I don't know. I'd, yes. I'd let them steal the gold. They seem like they really have fun doing it, and I think they should chase their whimsy. Um, And it's not like these people are stealing the gold from anyone else that right. might already live on this land. Of course not, no. <laughs> right? Like, it's is it stealing if it's from someone that already stole it? Um, this, this anyway, is where we're going to this... get into the Marxist economics of it all. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I need us to remember this line for later. Okay. Without the gold safe passage, these people could lose their homes and this place could become just another ghost town. Okay. I'm saying it now. I'll come back to it again later. Let's carry on. Can't wait. As high noon approaches, Eugene joins Dylan at the gold mine with the repaired remote control, but Dylan now refuses to return to Odyssey, determined to keep his promise. This um, was we see the that, that really like set, they've set up a sign with an arrow that says gold pointing into the mine. And we go in there and we see Dylan is praying. That's how we know he's Christian. And that's right. how we know I this is a that. godly show. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, this as a child, I was watching it, I guess. And it's like, I missed the prayer. I missed the message about godliness. Besides for what at the beginning going like, God's watching you keep your promise or not keep your promise. So, wow. Yeah, yeah he's praying. And then the outlaws arrive. Dylan threatens them with nitroglycerin that he strung up with this like string hanging from the top of the mine. He's like, if you come any closer, I'll drop it and we'll all explode. Because suicide is okay in that instance to keep a promise, I guess. Um, uh, meanwhile, they bring in Miss Lily as a hostage. They've gotten her from the town. And she is by far the most competent person in this situation. She like stomps on a foot and escapes at one point. She's like hopping away, even though she's still tied up. Um, and it takes two of them, two or three of them, to catch her again and yeah. like stop her from getting away yeah she can hop faster than they can run eugene tries to go and rescue her but he trips over dylan and he ends up it ends up causing the vial of nitroglycerin to smash and we find out that it's only water so he was bluffing 
and the bad guys are pissed. That was a really interesting moment for me because we had the setup of like, we are going to be craftier than the bad guys <laughs> in this show. That's how we're going to win. And it's like, oh, I've got, I'm going to trick them into thinking that this is nitroglycerin as like a bargaining technique. But then it's sort of like, uh, it was water and it cracks. And it's like, well, what are, what are we going to do now? Now what? Yeah. So, you know, and, and I thought it was going to be, it's kind of pro science right? Because it's like, Eugene is a scientist, but he's still a nerd. So it's acceptable because he's like weak and worthless. Um, but this was like the other kid was like, I know one science thing. This is a very explosive compound. And I was like, is this okay? Like he's learning <laughs> right? about the nature yeah. of the world. That isn't acceptable. So, uh, but also no, but if he, he knows up. like what else is going on at wit's end, this is like bomb building. 101 they're <laughs> like, supporting our friends yeah they're supporting our friends in ireland for their fight for independence so they're just <laughs> shipping mail bombs i don't know yeah or it's like he's mailing anthrax to democratic senators who want to like strengthen <laughs> yeah. abortion rights um so eugene is like okay now's a good time to leave he pushes the button on the repaired imagination station button and it doesn't work because it's still broken so dylan thinking pat fast pushes eugene into the gold cart and like sends it careening down into the mine and he runs out with miss lily who is somehow no longer tied up magically and he splits the bad guy group so all the henchmen go go in another cart chasing after eugene and Angus goes after Dylan because he has, he really hates this kid for whatever reason. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, so this is Eugene's firsthand active mind experience. Exactly what he wanted. This is what he wanted all along. Um, did anyone else think, wow, this mine is very open. Like, very spacious. It is huge and cavernous <laughs> <Yes>. and very <laughs> spacious. Uh, you and can he easily build a bat cave in it. Yes. Easily. He rides down in this gold cart, and then they come, of course, to a. Uh, the track just ends over an abyss, and Eugene jumps out, and all the gold falls down into the abyss i'm just gonna read that line again without the gold safe passage these people could lose their <laughs> homes and this place could become just another ghost town so literally they just yeah. dump the gold down a, a deep hole never yeah. to be yeah. seen again so that was my question too. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. um so they don't end up helping. Like they may as well have just given it to the bad guys for all the good they did. It would have been more productive. They could have used the gold for something. I don't mm -hmm. know, buy a fun new hat or scarf. But no, it's just in back to the earth. Yeah, back to the. At least it's still in the mine. I guess maybe they can. Someone will go it. and get it. Yeah, maybe. Uh, the bad guys fall, but they catch on the end of the pit, and Eugene rescues them. Meanwhile, 
Angus is chasing Dylan around the town, trying to shoot at him, and Dylan hides in the pen with the bull. So when Angus comes into the bullpen, he hits the angry bull on part of its body, and it um, backs him into a hot brand. So Angus gets branded on the ass, and then the bull just kind of headbutts him and chases him out of town. So... In my honest opinion, the bull should be the sheriff. He stopped the bad guy every time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And is by far yeah. the most competent creature in the town. Can I just read uh, something? Yeah. I'm a firm believer that skill and cunning will win the day over <laughs> brute force and firearms. Thank you. Thank you. That was... Again, uh, yeah, sort of setting up like, oh, we know things that these people don't, or we can be craftier than them. And mm -hmm. it's just like they Looney Tunes their way through the whole thing. Yes. And they're still patted on the head because they didn't even really keep their promise. Do you, like, oh. they didn't stop crime. <laughs> yes. The crime stopped itself. Yeah. And they just hung around and were in mortal danger, potentially virtual reality danger, but also time travel virtual reality danger. So... I, I think this is an L for the children of Wit's End. And arguably the brute force uh, from the bull is what saved <laughs> everybody. Yeah, power, yeah. raw force. Yeah. Yes. Um, so then as they prepare to go, the mayor's like, we'll only let you leave if you promise that you'll come back. So Dylan's about to promise, but then he stops because he's realized that it's not good to make empty promises. And Miss Lily gives Eugene a huge sloppy kiss. So funny. Yes, she does. Isn't that so funny? Um, and then they go back to its end and they debrief Wit over a Wadfam chalk sod. <laughs> and tell him that maybe the adventure was too realistic. And then the doorbell rings and a package is being delivered. So Eugene goes to get it. And the guy who delivers the package has the same face as Angus. And Eugene freaks out, and then it's the end. That is like a Twilight Zone ending. That was so shocking. Like, I, I still, I kind of am starting to grasp the imagination station, right? So Wit programs an adventure for the children to go on. And for some reason, it, but it's like they're also active agents in it so it's like infinitely complex um and he's just using the likenesses of people in the world around him to exact detail so it's like ah oh, the mailman click I'm gonna take a little photo of you put you in my game for children so they can learn about keeping their promises like that was that was chilling like i i didn't <laughs> yes. get it <laughs> um I think this also goes back to your point, Karis, about like what is Wit doing in the imagination station? <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <laughs> I want to know like who is Lily in his community, and why has he made her this like fawning, groping, loving, you know? Oh, that's interesting. Person, that's so that when he goes yeah. into the imagination station, she's like all over him. Yeah, mm -hmm. and obviously she wouldn't like do that with the children because that would be really inappropriate yeah so, like, that's she's like for scheduled. the grown man yes exactly she's adventure. like created for if a grown man comes into the game like 
there's more going on with this imagination station than than we know about. Lots of some some things should not be imagined. Wit. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Too too much power. Uh, I was glancing through the the wiki uh, of Adventures in Odyssey. Is it true that they use the imagination station to witness the crucifixion? Uh, because that is insane <laughs> like that because i was imagining like what what do you do like oh my god the, the death of the lord why so the the they send them into so many bible stories and they're so violent like they send we did one we talked about um king david there's like a david one there's a few david ones but there's one where connie goes and meets David and then she's there when he kills Goliath and like sees him cut off Goliath's head and yes also like it's so violent and it's like isn't this great like also the the fact that they think bible stories are appropriate for children like a lot of them are so violent yeah with not clear morals like they pretend they have very muddy stories I'm thinking that uh, Wit has programmed uh, a Sodom and Gomorrah adventure, uh, but it's like there's two, right? Because there's one for the children where, you know, oh, don't look behind you or else you'll get turned into a pillar of salt. And I need to explain that to your parents. And the other one is Wit's going to take a trip to Sodom and see sort of what they've got going on. You know, Uh, let his his hair down a little. For sure. I'm pretty sure there is a Sodom and Gomorrah episode. That's awesome. That's so cool. Like, oh, uh, you got kissed by a girl at the school dance. Well, did you know that she should die based on an Old Testament story? Oh, thank you, Wit. It's called On Solid Ground. Let's see. I have it's another. A kids... It's a kid's radio one. That's all I have. Yeah. Uh... I have another question about the Imagination Station. Mm-hmm. How does time work inside the Imagination Station? Because they were gone for days. I think it's kind of a, a Narnia situation. Okay, that's what I thought too. Yeah. Like time just a, goes faster. Yeah, time passes in there. Which would also make sense if it was like plugged right into your brain. Yeah. You know, Everything's like happening how more a dream can feel like a really long time, but time, only be a couple like- minutes. They wake up and Wits End is dilapidated and abandoned. Like, oh, we're ready to end the adventure. It's 2028. <laughs> <laughs> then it, it is like, it's exactly like Time Machine, like the story Time Machine, where he goes like way into the future. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so I wanted to talk about how this reminded me a lot of Westworld. Um, and so I was talking to Steven about this because I was like, this reminds me a lot of Westworld, but it, as far as I knew, that was only a recent TV show, but it turns out there was a movie in, um, when was it made? Uh, I think it was the seventies because it predates Terminator. Uh, and it's, there's some stuff in there that was like very, I was like, this is like Terminator Mm -hmm. 1973. Um, with Yul Brenner, which was kind of, he was a kind of awesome. So I got that out of the library and watched it this weekend. And there was actually a lot of parallels between the, like, I, I feel like this was not, not inspired by Westworld. Um, 
this idea that you can just go to the Wild West and do literally whatever you want with no really I mean I guess the ethics it's like the it, it's almost like the response to Westworld because it's like you have an ethical responsibility to uphold your promise. <laughs> Going to Westworld to follow all of the rules. That's, yes. That would be sick. <laughs> I am a huge Westworld head. Uh, I haven't finished the third season yet. Um, but yeah, I would I would love a sort of like they go to the Wild West and like maybe things go wrong or maybe Witch just walks around and kills someone at the bar and it's like, nothing matters here like i'm the master of this world like yeah. you're just you're just pawns in my game anthony hopkins voicing wit i think this can happen yeah i think it would be pretty yeah. good um but there was something like that bar scene where they go into the bar and um they confront the guy and everyone scatters that's like yeah. exactly like straight out of it i mean it's a kind mm -hmm. of a typical like western trope also uh, but also the fact that they're like in this world and then something goes wrong with the technology, which is like the entire basis of Westworld. Like the technology. Do you know, Karis, do you know? No, I've never watched it. So the idea is like you can go to this place um, and it's all robots and you can do whatever you want to them. Right. And live out your like most evil fantasies basically gotcha and have lots of like robot With, sex like, and kill as no many as you want and yeah right, gotcha why but the robots uh to oh fulfill your fantasies just because you can okay sorry yeah. wits world this is this is wits, <gasps> wits world. world that's the name of that's the title of the episode it's so good um <laughs> and then wits we're world. gonna do a tiktok series on it right yeah on like a yes, actually we should on how the ima should, on how done. yes the imagination station Westworld yeah um anyway so the technology the robots start um gaining sentience basically gotcha. and then kill all people <laughs> oh wow. okay yeah. they're going so much trauma at the hands of yeah. people yeah That's so fair. um. Yeah, even stuff down to like the the Eugene's horse with the spots is like the same as the horse from Westworld and how they like wake up the next day after the bar fight with their headache, even though they didn't oh, yeah. drink. Like it's like a very similar kind of like it plays out in a lot of similar ways, which I thought was interesting. Um and it it drew to my mind thoughts of like Obviously, like the ethics of Westworld, this idea, it's about robotics, like an AI, right? Like how, what, what makes someone a person and what's our responsibility to other people? Um, but I feel like the Imagination Station, it's a, it's a similar thing because we don't actually know. This episode, it just really made me think about like, what are the ethics of the Imagination Station? Yeah. Like, first of all, for the program and also for the children going into these programs. Right. It's it's so interesting, right? Because, like, on one level, you can just view it as, like, okay, this is all, like, a game that Mr. Whitaker has created. But that isn't really the case because, like, the 
the other the the npcs within the world of the imagination station are able to react to anything that mm-hmm. the children do yeah. and they clearly have intelligence and desires and everything yeah. else um and like they understand the nature of the imagination station towards the end it's like well you should come back and visit us like you know they're travelers from somewhere else and they need to come back what happens to them after they leave do they just yeah. have to live with this yearning of this weird scientist and a child deputy to revisit them i don't know yeah like do they get put into just like a deep sleep until the next kid comes in and then like play it all over again or it could be the Westworld thing of like their memories are wiped and they have to start the loop yet again oh, like yeah. that would be chilling and sad mm-hmm. or it's I, even it just, just like one ai running multiple characters but still oh, like yeah. then totally cut off isolated in this machine and then only allowed to interact with people when there's a child that wants to run a program you know oh my god it's the last fragment of wit's wife's mind (laughs) she is the computer running the imagination station it's like it's an evangelion situation like she is the ghost in the machine because it's like how do you get all this computing power it's a human mind it's a consciousness that is responding to these children one day it's going to you know get out and you know tear up wit's end but for now it is trapped this is the fanfic that we need yeah i like that yeah, yeah. yeah. I neon think genesis better, odyssey it fits better with the undertones of the show like it has very dark undertones well because there's also the episode where like they look at what what life after death is which is fine for you know people who go to heaven and so. Yeah, so Eugene goes into the Imagination Station and it's set for this program and he goes to hell, basically. <laughs> and he's like isolated and alone. So so the program the program that Wit designed is to show you uh is to show what death what what is like after death. So he goes and Wit goes into the program and yeah. he goes um, to heaven. He, he dies. Jenny. He almost dies. So, oh uh, so then Eugene goes into the program to investigate, and he gets like super depressed because he's like, I, "I went to hell." And then you find out that it's this afterlife program, and the reason that Wit almost died is because he wanted to go to heaven to be with his wife, with his family. Yeah, yeah. That's powerful. That's incredible. And like, so, and yeah. th- th- then yeah. that sort of adds another question to the imagination station. It's like is he programming every little moment of like, oh, hell can be like this, this and that. Or is he tapping into some extra dimensional force where it's like, no, I, for a moment Mm -hmm. you you're in hell. It's like, he's actually like frozen in a lake with like Judas or whatever. And he's just like, Oh, I want to leave. Um, that's fascinating. I feel like, like the, the way they present it to children is like, this is factual, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So it is kind of that, like, this is what it would be actually like. Somehow Wit has this knowledge because of the Bible, which doesn't right. really talk about what it will be like. But, you know, somehow he's managed to understand what those would be like. Or he programmed it and then this program that is... Just takes on a mind God, of its own. Yeah, kind yes. of... Yeah. 
or his because wife. wit is like god then anything yeah. he programs is kind of like a magical godly creation so yeah it's like the program knows and because the program knows that's like also evidence that this is in fact what it would be like you know right yeah that sucks yeah uh, and that's, and that's, how a that's how eugene becomes a christian that's what i was gonna say yeah. <laughs> sorry wow. uh, yeah uh and this is how everyone becomes a christian really is through fear of going yeah. to hell when you die yeah don't want that i feel like that's how i became a christian I remember the reason that I stopped wanting to like go to church or anything. Um, it was when I had to go to a bunch of Easter services, um, like all of them during the Holy Week or whatever. And the kids who were going through confer- confirmation were asking about like what purgatory is like because the priest was bringing up purgatory. And the way he was describing it was just like so haunting to me that I was like, I don't want any part of this anymore. <laughs> I, yeah. I imagine pur- purgatory is like infinitely waiting at like an airport terminal and your plane is never coming, yeah. but it's like you didn't, you weren't bad enough that you went to hell, but you weren't good enough that you went to heaven. So you have to wait until all of your relatives pray for you enough. Then you can go to heaven. And it's like, really? Why can't I just go to like heaven junior or heaven light? Yeah. I just have to wait around. And then like, what if all of the people I know who are, or have ever had a memory of me or dead then it's just like well yeah. you're there forever yeah so i was just like that raised too many questions for me and i was like you know what i'm good i'm okay also i'm just realizing more and more and more like if someone is trying to make you if there's an option to be like afraid or to be curious choose curiosity because the fear option like someone's trying to control you mm-hmm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Um, and all that stuff is totally made up. I'm just pulled out of I wonder, guy's ass. I wonder how long Eugene experienced hell for. Like, what are the ethics of Wit creating a highly realistic hell program? It's like, did Eugene mm-hmm. experience a hundred years of having like his guts ripped out by like a little demon with a pitchfork? Is that what he experienced? My favorite uh thing that comes up when we talk about adventures in odyssey is how like these are these are considered like the christian safe um stories to tell kids to put them on the right moral path but like the morals (laughs) being presented are so bad but they think good like it's yeah it's bizarre it's so Wit is so evil. Like in yeah. every episode, he's so evil. <laughs> like I sincerely mean this. If you're like a Christian parent, just show your kid like Justice League or Batman the animated series and the actual like ethics that they'll learn coming out of it, probably a lot more sound than what they learn on Adventures in Aussie. It's like, oh, I should have like compassion for people and like do what's right and all these other things. But it's like with this, it's just like Hey, y'all, we're going to the Wild West. Have you ever thought about death? You ever thought about going to hell? Oh, here's some ice cream, right? It's like very confusing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did like I did like how 
when the mayor says the code of the West, a man is only as good as his word. That's basically like Mr. Whitaker getting to be smarmy from oh, the piano sure. recital. He's like, I'm yeah. going to put this in here just to give him a little dig in the conscience. But yeah. Yeah. He's, he's such an asshole. He's so smarmy. The smarmiest asshole. Um, in the in the wiki, there was two verses associated with this, which there wasn't. They don't talk about them in the episode. In the episode, but right, the ones that were on the wiki were Acts twenty four and sixteen. So I strive always to keep my conscience clear before God and man. <laughs> <laughs> Sure you do, Wit. <laughs> uh, yeah. The way, yes. The, yeah. This episode, and I mean, talking about promises is one thing. Talking about your conscience is a totally different thing. Unrelated, yeah. Um, And then Matthew 5, 37. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. Yeah. Whoa. So that's so like you're yes, be yes, or no. Yeah. No. You don't have to promise. But but o- it's also obedience. saying like if you say you're gonna do something, sorry. If you say you're gonna do something, do it. So you don't even have to promise. It's literally like any word that comes out of your mouth you should be held accountable for. Yeah. So I don't understand why they harp on the promise part. Because Wit said that he was going to take Dylan on a Wild West adventure. That's true. In the Imagination Station, and he didn't. Whether hmm. he promised or not, it came out of his mouth. It's true. Mm-hmm. Dylan was very excited about it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think it's much more of like a, a cosmic sin to break a promise to a child than like a kid breaking a promise to you it's like they're yes. a kid they, they don't know yeah. any better but if you're like oh it's fine for me to do this like is he supposed to be like a respectable authority figure or just someone who's allowed to do whatever he wants and everyone else needs to suffer under him right so yep. that's the thing <laughs> that if you're a kid you're watching this it's just like oh it's okay he had to go to the piano recital i'll just i'll just go in the death machine with eugene <laughs> like it's, yes it's not good. who is super incompetent um the other funny thing that i thought was kind of funny that i found on the wiki page is there's a list of products related to this that focus on the family sold <laughs> hmm. so um there was a collector's kit with oh, yeah. trading cards. There was trading cards and pogs. Oh, pogs, yes. I know. Sorry, I'm sorry. That just go made West me so Ga- excited. <laughs> I was building up to it, Karis. There was I'm go sorry, West <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> there needs to be like streetwear for Adventures in Odyssey, like hype beast gear from Focus on the Family. I. I was doing, I tried to do a little bit of research on this before I came. I was like, well, like, why does this suck so badly? There's a very <laughs> fun, uh, there was a very fun behind the scenes YouTube video of like how they make the radio show. Um, it didn't explain why the animation was so bad uh, in the animated version of the show, but I don't know. It's, it's probably cause they had like 
two people working on it and like they released these so sporadically there was like one a year or something Mm -hmm. and it's like how underfunded is the focus on the family animation department or like do they just contract it out they probably just contract it out to some other animation studio their big thing was like kids using their imaginations so even in the early episodes you hear mr whitaker is super critical of visual media like yeah tv like (laughs) tv and having a vcr like watching movies and stuff and i think that's like a value that focus on the family held for a really long time so i imagine part of it was like that just you know if we only have a few of these that's fine because them listening to something sparks their imagination more than watching something on a screen that is so amazing like that's not even a boomer opinion that's like a silent generation opinion because boomers were really proud of owning televisions right they were like i make enough money i can buy whatever i want but before that it's like we had radio dramas and they were good Mm -hmm. enough and i my life was actually better because i had less so it's like no listening to the radio does not make you smarter because you're not looking at something like i can look at this and be like wow i could have done better so it did engage my imagination i imagined who made (laughs) this how bad were the working conditions there yeah i mean there's a lot there's a lot of stuff that we grew up with uh focus i mean adventures in odyssey included that just like really harkened back to that they, they idealize kind of the good old days the jim jim crow days really is it's it's yeah. all steeped in white supremacy and mm-hmm. i mean yeah. the american evangelical church is um and that's where a lot of these things come from and that's why they're so the ideology is so regressive you know um I would like you guys to know that there's two board games as well. Uh, For this episode? No, just for Wit's End. One is called At Wit's End, where you have to find Mr. Whitaker. And the other one is called The Imagination Station, where you have to travel in time and collect diamonds of virtue. Uh, Wait, are they video games? Or are they board board games? games. I want to get my hands on one or both of those. (laughs) Um, anything else we want to talk about, about this terrible thing we made you watch? (laughs) Uh, nothing comes to mind. It was really bad. Yeah. I mean, they have computer games also. You review media as a side hustle. So, you know, I I brought it on myself. You've seen some crap. (laughs) Yeah. We'll have to have you for the next Christian movie night. The last one we watched yeah. was called Black Easter, um, which we found out after was like maybe not an official like mainstream Christian movie, but it was definitely made by a Christian with some weird theology Company. and a lot yeah. of money about an evil, rich Muslim who like owns a tech company that send that invents time travel and then sends people back in time oh. to kill Jesus. Yeah, yeah. The, I Did think you watch the that original. T- I, I've heard of it. I, I think the original title is Assassin Thirty Three A.D. Yes, uh, yes, it is. Which is yes, w- yeah, way cooler than Same Black one. Easter. Um, I know, but yeah, I've I've heard of the movie. Um, it seems extremely cool. Um, 
but uh no i'm i'm a big christian movie head uh i'm a huge david a.r white fan uh and everything he does with pure flicks like those movies do you have access to pure flicks I don't, but no, there's a Patreon for Kino Lefter, and it could be used for the purpose of paying <laughs> Pure Flix a couple dollars a month. Um, he is he he's in the God's Not Dead movies, right? Is he the pastor in the God's Not Dead movies? Yes, he is. Those oh, are yeah. okay. A, those movies are a favorite of the pod, and actually, there's another yeah. one coming out soon, hopefully, that I am very excited about. Those ones nice. are. Those are good yelling at the screen movies and the production values are like pretty good. They have some decent actors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I would just like you to know that in 1999, I think there was a computer game, Adventures in Odyssey, three computer games, The Sword of the Spirit, Treasure of the Incas and The Great Escape. Wow. Based on episodes? I don't know. Hold on, let me look. Uh, do you know much about Christian video games? We uh, had, me? yeah. Uh, no, I I'm not an expert, but I'm imagining most of them are like point and click situations. I don't imagine the gameplay would be very deep. I had, we had when I was a kid. Uh, it was called Exodus, and it was for like the old Nintendo NES. And you were Moses and you had to um, basically you went around each level. You were like trying to collect all the mana and you shot the word of God at Pharisees and other like bad, bad guys from different parts of the Bible. Um, and sometimes you had to like roll stones onto them to kill them and crush them and stuff. I, it was a really fun game. I actually would play it again. It was kind of like Chip's awesome. Challenge, but like Christian version. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. And very violent, but but like acceptable. Yeah. Again, that like acceptable violence because it's Christian violence. Yeah, I don't know. You're killing God's enemies and for them, there is no mercy. Yeah. And you're killing yeah. them with God's word. It's, exactly. You know? Yell if you yell verses at people, they'll just explode. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. Um, I don't have anything else to add to this. I got nothing. It was just kind of like a a very tame white supremacist yeah. like there was never there was no one here before us and the expansion to the west was very was just a lot of nice people mining gold yep manifest destiny is a-okay with me quote-unquote <laughs> yeah. adventures in odyssey yeah yes i mean they do they do like their american history episodes we actually had marshall on for an episode about voting and he debunked a whole bunch of stuff that they just like made up for that episode so yeah it was fun they like inserting like christianity into like the founding fathers narratives and stuff yeah i love doing that kind right. of shit uh, i'm glad that <laughs> i'm glad that children get to watch this yeah yes and and listen to them. We'll have we'll have you on for one of the audio ones because I they are objectively better. Yeah. The the cool. quality is better. 
they're, they're sending their a level talent for the yes for the yes. podcast version <laughs> before there they were have podcasts. some they have some like uh decent names like acting voice actor talent yeah mm-hmm. anyway thanks for joining us to talk about go west young man and wits world thank you it was an honor um do you want to plug your podcast or anything while you're here i am the host of kino lefter canada's number one socialist film podcast um it comes out mostly every week besides for when people don't get back to me and then i'm like um uh there's a patreon for it don't pay for the patreon unless you like the show but the show's good so you'll probably end up listening to it um i cover newly released films uh in the main feed and like the old time movies uh in the patreon one uh i'm watching all the planet of the apes movies right now so that's what i've been doing but yeah uh that's amazing applying the old ones are so good analysis to bad movies and sometimes adventures and odyssey I love it. Amazing. Well, thanks so much for being on. Well, we uh, look forward to having you on again very soon for another episode. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for being our subscribers. Join our Patreon if you want to get behind the scenes stuff and some pretty sweet uh, conversation. We have recently added a Discord to our Patreon. Uh, levels so if you want to join the discord join the patreon um please like and subscribe let us know or uh uh no that's not what i meant to say please give us a review and let us know what you liked about the episodes and reach out to us we have the best fans so please reach out and just chat with us we love to talk so thanks for listening bye Bye. Bye.